Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So you asked what was scary and what was the challenge I had to overcome. It was very scary telling Sephora, thank you, but no thank you. But I knew that I had to stay true to what I wanted to create in this category. And so that really shaped the future of our brand because I had to then think about product innovation and how was I going to create product that would be as productive on the shelf in the dead of winter as on the 4th of July. And so I began to think about SPF differently. It wasn't about how high the SPF number or how low it could go or was it mineral or was it chemical. I had to think about and I literally began dreaming about SPF and ways in which I could get it into routines where people would not put it in the drawer come August or September. And we're still dreaming about SPF. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hello, everyone. I hope you're listening to this episode sprawled out on a dock somewhere. I'm manifesting this reality for all of you. I'm Carlene Higgins, and I'm here with my co-host, Jill Dunn. Hello, mate. Hey, Carlene. So, of course, I'm sure most of you know by now, we're former magazine beauty editors turned podcasters. We've been on the mic for more than five years now. And, you know, we wouldn't be doing our beauty editor jobs if we didn't speak to you about sunscreen, especially in the summer. We know it's important all year round because we know that sunscreen damage is what leads to 90% of premature skin aging. And honestly, Carlene, like I just got a text from a friend that was like, my neck, SOS, it needs help. I have dark spots. What's going on? I'm like, girl, you got to be wearing your sunscreen every day. And she's like, yeah, but anything else? Like what else could I be doing? And people still (laughs) don't want to hear it for whatever reason. That's right. Take it to the bleep. No, it's true. SPF actually stands for world's best anti-aging cream in some language. I'm sure of it. (laughs) So today we're shining a light on a hugely successful indie brand that literally changed the way the world thinks about sunscreen. It's Super Goop. And joining us on the mic is the San Antonio, Texas-based founder, Holly Thaggard. Supergoop even has an exclamation point on its name. And I think that just really is indicative of the sort of positive attitude that Supergoop brought to what was frankly a bit of a dusty and clinical space when it launched back in 2005. It's got that bright yellow branding and it just kind of invites you in to learn more about what this product is all about. Supergoop, you know, they're just cute as hell. That's all I'm going to say. And they're not so indie anymore. Mm -hmm. Supergoop made Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential Companies list for 2022. And just last December, global investment firm Blackstone took a majority stake in the company. They expanded their investment 
even further with investors like Hugh Jackman, Jenna Lyons, previously of J. Crew fame, and Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx. And the innovations keep on rolling. You know, they have SPF powders for the scalp now, SPF hand creams, SPF eye creams, SPF lip screen for your lips, obviously. So it's just that sunscreen sandwich. So there's really no excuse, guys. And their all-time best-selling product is called the Unseen Sunscreen. And the idea here is that it's completely invisible, it's weightless, it's scentless, and it's kind of the idea that it's a makeup gripping daily primer with SPF and it clocks in around 40 US dollars and 47 Canadian. Plus it's won a ton of industry awards since it launched in 2018. That's right. Three unseen sunscreens sell every single minute, I'm told. And that's where this brand has really won the beauty game is in these beautiful, elegant textures that previously we really only saw in K-beauty sunscreens, which were kind of hard to get if you were based in North America. Mm -hmm. So... Not only is Holly's focus on product innovation and development, she's also a really vocal advocate for sun and skin health, particularly starting at a young age. They have a whole kind of alignment with schools, and we're going to hear more about that in today's episode. That's right. And we're also going to find out how Holly went from being a professional harp player and third grade teacher to beauty founder. Quite a journey indeed. And she's going to tell us about the biggest challenge she overcame in the brand's 17 years, which actually involved a major beauty retailer. Mm, the drums. She's also going to explain the secrets to sunscreen layering. We're going to debunk that vitamin D myth once and for all. And finally, we'll find out why Holly believes that any sunscreen over 50 is kind of a waste of time. So without further ado, here she is. Welcome, Holly Thaggard. <laughs> This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. I understand prior to starting Supergoop, you were a third grade teacher and a professional harpist as well, which I don't think I've ever said that sentence together before, (laughs) those two words together before. So talk about reinventing your career. Let's start with where your love of music came from. Well, so I actually grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and my maternal grandmother was a harpist and my parents were entrepreneurs. They taught us from a young age to look for the white space. Obviously, I played the harp, not the piano. The world had enough pianist. And so, you know, fast forward, I, my, out of college, my first job was a school teacher. I taught third grade in a small private Episcopal school. And, you know, later it was when my friend was diagnosed with skin cancer that I, you know, was inspired to change the way the world thinks about sunscreen. I thought often about those third grade students in in the classroom during the peak hours of the day out at recess and after school and sports. And never once did I see a tube of sunscreen. 
I read somewhere that you actually performed with Aretha Franklin. Is that true? <laughs> and if it is, we need a story. <laughs> I did. You know, she was coming through New Orleans and they were always looking for different backup instruments. And I played quite frequently through high school in New Orleans and in Baton Rouge and, and uh, had the opportunity. It came from my teacher, actually. And she said, you know, Aretha Franklin needs some backup harpists. It was an outdoor festival in New Orleans. So it was a lot of fun. And, you know, people always ask me, how does that translate to what you're doing now? And being a musician, it seems like, the, you know, going from a teacher to a musician to sunscreen queen is, how did that happen? And I always say, you know, it's very, it was very helpful growing up learning how to break things down. And that's what you do as a musician. You learn one measure, you learn the right hand, the left hand, then you put the measure together and you go on to the second measure. And I think that's very true with building any business. You have to learn to break things down into small nuggets and and then, you know, pretty soon that beautiful song isn't as overwhelming if you can do that. I'm curious, like, first of all, how you felt that you were going to make this company different back in 2005, because certainly there were a lot of sunscreen companies at the time. And then like, wasn't that daunting? Or how did you manage to find your way in, especially not being in the cosmetics industry already? Sure, sure. And, you know, when my friend was diagnosed with skin cancer, my college roommate was going through a dermatology residency. And she said, Holly, it's not about beaches. She's now a renowned dermatologist in New Orleans, Dr. Deirdre Hooper. And she said, it's not about beaches and bikinis. And she said, it's about that little bit of every single day exposure that's cumulative. And when I looked at the industry, what I found were products, as you said, there were a lot of SPFs, but everyone was full of controversial ingredients. And I thought, if we're going to inspire the world to wear SPF every single day, we needed to make sure the ingredients were clean. So... From a product perspective, I had to dive into the world of chemistry and what does that mean to be an over-the-counter drug and what does that mean in terms of manufacturing and who can help formulate this? And I ultimately found my first chemist who was up for the challenge of creating the world's first clean chemical sunscreen without both oxybenzone and chemical fragrances because I learned that it's often the chemical fragrances that are itching and irritating to the skin. And, and it's actually why sunscreen back in 2005 had such a negative reputation of being such a mess. And tell us what you mean by clean sunscreen, because I think certainly that a concept has evolved over time. And maybe some of our listeners might think, okay, well, this is not a chemical sunscreen company. There's no chemicals in it. Maybe you could sort of explain sure. your own definition, whether it's all minerals or just how you would define that. As you mentioned, people might assume that you're a mineral natural, but actually minerals zinc oxide are not actually natural. They're inorganic and the zinc in any formula is created in a lab. So I often also say, you know, poison ivy isn't very natural, but we don't rub it on our body. So, you know, not all chemicals are bad. And I felt like if I was going to create a brand that was inclusive of every skin type and color and tone and activity, you couldn't limit yourself to only creating mineral formulas because you would exclude a population per se like black and brown skin it does not work well with zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. It actually leaves the skin very ashy. So I saw and identified a need to create both clean chemical and then create mineral formulas, which are often better for young children and they're often better for people with very sensitive skin. 
So for me, it's never been about one size fits all. It's been about how do we think inclusively of everyone everywhere and what the activity is that we're all doing on a day-to-day basis. Because even on Sundays, I do things very differently than I do on Monday. So mm-hmm. it's our job at Supergoop to create formulas that people can pull into their routine every single day. And also thinking about different climates, because now that we've launched globally, we have to think about what's right in New York City may be very different from what's right in in Hong Kong. I find more and more we're seeing sunscreens that are a combination of both mineral and chemical blockers. And is that, I don't know if that's just to keep the texture a certain way or if it's to maximize the actual protection. Yes. Yeah, so you cannot combine avabenzone with zinc oxide, but you can combine some other chemicals. There's only in the U.S. five or six chemicals that are approved for use, but you can use and pull those into a zinc and titanium formula, and it does improve the aesthetic texture of it, which often natural mineral formulas have that see to be a little thick and pasty on the skin. And so you can improve the texture of it and the application of it by adding in a chemical and not making it 100% mineral. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I'm curious, Holly, because I remember first hearing about Supergoop was exactly what you're saying. It was about the story and a lot of the press was around Supergoop in classrooms and these giant jugs that would be at the classroom door, at the <laughs> school door. And I remember reading about your company at that time, but I feel like since then, it really has evolved a lot. So maybe what was a moment in your view where you were like, oh, it really popped off? Because I think there was a moment where it was like really seen as something like for kids in a classroom and then it popped off into this indie sort of success. Sure, Jill. Well, initially, I, as I mentioned, my plan was to put this in school classrooms across America, but I mm-hmm. quickly learned that it's an over-the-counter drug in the U.S. and so mm-hmm. actually prohibited on school campuses. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't send your children to school with a Advil or Tylenol in their backpacks, so sunscreen was looked upon very similar. However, mm-hmm. it was an antiquated law that existed because we know that we our job at school is as teachers to protect our students, and so I knew I had to pivot and build the business of retail because mm-hmm. that would take too long to scale in private schools, and I would be limited to private schools. They follow a different set of standards than public schools. And so while I did launch in a handful of private schools, and I learned a lot from the experience, I had to pivot to retail and building the business, which is um, I started at Children's Boutiques, Giggle, FAO Schwartz, some of the more curated, highly curated product-driven children's boutiques, and at the same time launched Barney's New York because I didn't want to put myself or this brand into a children's category. I felt like while yes, we want to inspire this next generation to grow up adapting a very healthy Mm -hmm. habit, we also want our parents to be good role models. And so Barney's New York was kind of my first big national launch. And they had, it was a little bit, I, I, I felt like I could handle it because they were only in major cities and I could go around from San Francisco to New York to those seven or eight stores and also garner the press and start talking to beauty editors everywhere about writing about SPF because back Mm -hmm. then in 2006, seven beauty editors didn't mention SPF outside of the months of May or June. It was a very one and done. And then they moved on to back to school. And so if we were going to de-seasonalize the category and actually create a new category, that was Mm -hmm. talked about 12 months a year, I had to find the help that I needed through the media. And this was before social media. So Mm -hmm. it was always the press, the magazines, the placements. And I had to find those editors that would open up their mind to writing about SPF in January and February to really help de-seasonalize the category. Now 
from today's show partner, Nutrafol. Here's a little if you know, you know story. Back when I had my babies, I was left with a crown around the hairline of my head. The hairs are all sticking straight on end. It takes forever for them to grow back. If you've ever had a hair loss experience like this, I know it's scary, but please know that you're not alone. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair, and there is a solution that delivers results. It's been recommended by many an expert guest on our show, Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp. In fact, more than 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. I mentioned that hormones, that was a major root cause for me, but sudden or sustained stress or your nutrition or your metabolism, even your environment, all of these things can impact the health of your hair. And Nutrafol targets all of them through a whole body health approach. And Nutrafol, they actually offer three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum. That's what I was talking about. And also menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you always get reliable results. In one clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You take four pills a day, that's the dosage, and you start to experience thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair in three to six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com entering the promo code BREAKING and save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code BREAKING. Now back to our show. So tell us, looking back, what's been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome along the way? Maybe there was a difficult moment you can recall and how you managed to grow from it. Sure. So, I, gosh, so many things come to mind. But I'll, I'll start with our launch in Sephora in 2011. And Sephora had called, actually purchased my product at Giggle. The skincare buyer, Kim Holt, was a new mom, and she called the number on the packaging. It was my cell phone. I wanted anybody to reach wow. me directly that wanted to talk about Supergoop. And so she said, you know, we're passing your product around, and we think it looks really interesting. But, you know, all the skincare in our store is, is at Sephora. It was really doctor-driven and high clinicals on the packaging, and I had this funny, silly name, Supergoop. And she said, but it's interesting because you're delivering on a very scientific product, but in a playful spirit. And she gave me a few tips and said, I don't think you're ready for lunch. But so I guess that was about 2009-ish. And she said, but here are some things you can do. And ultimately, I went and did those things over the next 18 months, called her back. And we set up a meeting, sat down. I shared my story with the team at Sephora. And you know, and left, went back home. And and a few months later, she called me and said, really exciting, Holly. I've got you a launch for 12 weeks of summer, big end cap, pick your favorite products. And, you know, while that was very exciting and it was definitely time for a national launch like Sephora, it was also like nails on a chalkboard to me because distorting my brand in the peak of the summer for 12 weeks where it would go in the store and then back out the store was mm-hmm. certainly against what I believed was the vision for this brand. So I had to say, 
I'm very excited. Thank you very much. But I'm headed out to New York for desk side meetings for the May books. I'm going to reroute myself through San Francisco, and I'd like to come out and sit down and talk with you a little bit more about our launch. I knew Sephora was the right partner when ultimately we did that. And they called me, gosh, several months later, I think, and said, we're going to build a new wall. It's called Skincare Favorites. We're going to give you six inches of space and we'll guarantee you 12 months of distribution. So you asked what was scary and what was the challenge I had to overcome. It was very scary telling Sephora, thank you, but no thank you. But I knew that I had to stay true to what I wanted to create in this category. And so that really shaped the future of our brand because I had to then think about product innovation and how was Mm -hmm. I going to create products that would be as productive on the shelf in the dead of winter as on the 4th of July. And so I began to think about SPF differently. It wasn't about how high the SPF number or how low it could go or was it mineral or was it chemical. I had to think about, and I literally began dreaming about SPF and ways in which I could get it into routines where people would not put it in the drawer come August or September. And we're still dreaming about SPF. I still do. And, you know, what wakes me up is helping others build an enviable wardrobe of SPF. Awesome. So let's talk about Supergoop's bestseller, The Unseen Sunscreen. And I guess, you know, you're very good at naming things. I mean, Supergoop is a genius name. But The Unseen Sunscreen specifically, the name really does say it all. And when it launched in 2018, I think, you know, really with sunscreen and people's compliance, it's all about they don't want to see it on the skin. They don't want to feel it. And a lot of formulas you get excited about, but they end up being chalky. They leave a white cast. And, you know often they're just not invisible at all. So is there a relatively easy way to explain how you manage to achieve this technological feat? Were you looking at K-beauty manufacturers who they always seem to kind of have have it figured out first, right? So tell me about that journey. Sure. So, you know, I'm always trying to solve problems and listening to the consumer. And what I did often hear was that I I don't like, and I heard this most from men, I don't like having a, a greasy lotion. I don't want to see anything on my face. I don't want to smell anything in my sunscreen. And I just started making this checklist of what would that dream sunscreen be. Checked all the boxes that was weightless, textureless, scentless, that almost you couldn't even feel it on the skin. And we actually got the formula to a really great place. And we didn't quite have the name nailed. So I appreciate, and my husband and my brother will appreciate that you love the name because I turned to both of them and I was like, this is crazy. This formula is out of this world. And it is still today in every retailer that it's sold the number one skincare product sold in the store. I think we sell like three every 20 seconds around the clock because people had no idea sunscreen could feel this good. And my husband commented quickly, so it's like an unscreen. And then my brother said, no, it's unseen sunscreen. So we quickly knew we had the winning name for this product. And also I think why I love that is that it describes perfectly the experience. And I think when you can partner a name with the experience that the user is going to have in application, then, you know, they know exactly what to expect. So it, mm-hmm. it is a it is a winning combo and it is still today. It's definitely our number one skew. I have to say, it seems like there have been quite a few kind of knockoffs or wannabes. Like it started a trend, really, this idea that, you know, sunscreen can feel like a primer, that it can, you know, sure. go really nicely under makeup, which certainly was the challenge at the time. Now, 
There are a lot of cosmetic companies right now, I'm sure you know this, that are coming out with these types of sunscreens, kind of like the K-Beauty textures, Invisible Inspired, like Fenty, Glow Recipe, Tatcha, Summer Fridays. The list goes on. Literally so many makeup brands are launching a sunscreen this year alone. So I wonder if you could take us behind the scenes of like just... Is this because I think for so long it was a challenge. So is there just what is it? Is there a big company like white label company that finally <laughs> cracked the code and they're just like selling these recipes to everybody or like what happened? No. So and I'm incredibly <laughs> flattered. I'll start by saying because we have actually made sunscreen cool that everyone wants to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ten years ago, nobody cared about SPF and that was a big problem. So if my life's work weren't worth you know, following suit, it would be pretty devastating to me. So I'm I'm incredibly flattered. I appreciate the extra education that those brands deliver to the consumer as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're at a huge advantage in that we are known as experts in SPF. We know what we're doing. SPF can be complicated. It's difficult. It's regulated. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and the nuances of a formula to making it photostable and not breaking down when exposed to sunlight, it's actually very important important that you you go to the brands that you trust because it's actually protecting your skin from cancer, which is, you know, I, I like to stay in my own lane. I, I know how to formulate. We've been doing this 17 years and I know in the ins and outs, my product team is incredibly savvy to how to do it. And the consumer trusts that. So while the other brands are definitely helping educate to their audience, we're finding that people are still coming to Supergoop because they, it's, it's a trust thing. And then I think they love what we're doing overall. I mean, we're a brand with a purpose. We're really trying to, we put thousands of pumps now every single day into school classrooms across America at completely no charge at our expense, supported by our retail partners. And that's come from over a decade of being on Capitol Hill and advocating for a change in policies to allow SPF in schools. So the consumer knows by supporting Supergoop, we're actually able to now put sunscreen into schools all across America and and be diverse in our selection. These are some schools that have trouble purchasing pencils and, you know, but at no charge, they're getting a a high quality, very efficacious formula that is teaching their class on how important it is that we protect our body's largest organ. And I wonder, like, do you have to go through a lot of tests to make sure that you know, it does what it says on the label in terms of the actual SPF protective factor. Like, is that? Absolutely. Carlene, that is one of the, you know, it's incredibly important, the testing, and that's why it takes so long to bring an SPF product to market because to do the testing correctly, it has to go through months and months in high heat and and not break apart. And each and every active has to be assayed into a specific range to make sure that it's still protective. There's quite a few. It's a, it's a lengthy process. It's one that we even take a step further and make sure that each formula is dermatologist tested. We make sure each one has the PA rating for the UVA protection because the UVA rays are as much, if not more damaging than the UVB burning rays that are responsible for changing the color of your skin. UVA rays come right through the glass. They bounce around. They wreak havoc on your skin. It's what causes basically everything you don't like about your skin from fine lines to wrinkles to loss of pigmentation and elasticity. And, you know, those UVA rays are so important. So that PA rating, which is a Japanese rating, really can assure our consumer that the level of UVA protection is just as important in our formulas as the UVB burning protection. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And car windows do not protect against UVA rays as far as, no. if I'm not mistaken, it's only the UVB rays. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. pilots have such a bigger incidence of skin cancer because they're higher up. They're, mm-hmm. the, the UV rays are coming right through the, the plane. And mm-hmm. I think their rate of skin cancer is like triple what ours, and ours is one in five people will be diagnosed in the, mm-hmm. in the United States. We want to turn that number, that scary number into one in five million, but we want to do it in an inspiring way because we really want to make sure that everybody wants our formulas because they feel amazing. And I think that's the key to consumer behavior change. Yeah. And which which one do you wear every day? So I have a wardrobe of SPF and it changes from day to day. I believe in layering your SPFs. I think that often people, even people that have an SPF 40 in their tinted moisturizer, we're not applying our tinted moisturizer as generously as we should to get that true SPF 40 protection because we don't need to apply a tinted moisturizer or a foundation that generously. Our face wouldn't look natural and beautiful. So I believe in starting with a clean face using a toner. And then I go into my first step, which is daily dose with vitamin C. I love the benefits of vitamin C. And again, this was the first product ever to have broad spectrum protection merged with vitamin C and a beautiful serum that's creamy and dreamy and and gives you all of the benefits. So I start with that. I then go on to super screen for my moisture. And then I layer on either one of our, in any one of our beauty base layers, which could on some days, sheer screen if I want to go mineral. On some days, it's glow screen when I'm going to be in front of a Zoom all day long. I want my skin to have that glowy, dewy finish. And on the weekends, I usually use unseen sunscreen. And then I, I finish that with my CC screen, which also all of these formulas along the way have a broad spectrum protection. So cumulatively, I know that I'm feeling really good about protecting my skin. I don't have to put any one of them on super generously. I just put them on as needed. And then I usually use my powder, my resetting powder through the day or the resetting mist, which was the first ever way to reapply SPF over your makeup when you have a full face of makeup on. But, you know, again, it solves a problem. Nobody knows how to reapply their SPF when they have makeup on. So I usually have one or both of those in my bag for, you know, reapplication through the day. So I think, you know, body butter, glow oil all over my body the minute I get out of the shower. Hmm. So important to protect our arms. The fastest growing place for skin cancers oncologists are seeing is the back of women's legs because they're walking around. Girls are walking around in shorts and short skirts and not thinking about their SPF on the back of their leg. It's, it's literally the fastest growing place that doctors are seeing skin cancer. So it's okay. super important Hot to tip. create it in a great way too. Like glow screen body. I mean, it, you, once you try a glow screen body on your legs, you will never walk out without it on your legs because your legs just yeah. look so much more beautiful. I love the idea of sunscreen sandwiching to kind of get that the multiple layers and also in terms of being able to retouch and just having that solid base. I definitely subscribe to that as well. I noticed but I just want to I just want to add a caveat though. As dermatologists have told us many times in the show, it doesn't all add up to like SPF 400 guys. It's just giving you the peace of mind insurance that you have enough coverage on. Absolutely. Right? Yes. No, okay. That's great to point out, Jill, <laughs> because you can't add a 50 and a 40 and have a 90 
nor do yep. you need to, because even yep. if you were to apply an SPF 100, it breaks yep. down when it's exposed to sunlight at a faster speed than a 50. So you still have to reapply no matter what the SPF is after an hour and a half, two hours of direct exposure. So yep. there's really no point in exposing your skin to that high of level of actives when you've got to reapply anyway. Right. Because I, I, on your website, it says like, don't even bother using an SPF over 50, right? Correct. Correct. It's, there's really no point. Often those actives at that high of a level when you're buying 100 also give you a false sense of protection. It makes you think you're invincible all day long and it's not, it's not the case. And I mean, just speaking of sunscreen myths, no shade here, literally, but um, bum. But I had a friend over a few weeks ago, and she says that she doesn't use sunscreen because she needs that vitamin D. Like this is still alive and well. This idea in people. This, by One the way, question. can I say this is this is probably the same friend who's like, "What do you think about Botox?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say two things to that. It's you know, it's something, Carlene, that I hear a lot. I think first I'll say, why take a hit to your face to get your vitamin D? Because we know that the sun in the best case scenario is responsible for aging and and making those fine lines and wrinkles appear all over our face. So if you do, I guess, you know, are thinking that way, it's it's best to say, let's get that sun exposure on my arm or maybe on my stomach or somewhere where it's not being shown and, and the typical signs of aging aren't going to be as, as annoying on your face. But B, I'll say that the maximum level of vitamin D you can get on the day-to-day basis from the sun happens between five and 10 minutes. And that's it, period, full stop. After that period though, depending on your skin type, it will actually start to degrade the vitamin D. So it actually goes backwards and you're losing vitamin D. So, you know, take a walk out to the mailbox. I wouldn't recommend doing it without protection on your face, but you know, it's five or 10 minutes of your day. So sunscreen does block that vitamin D though, does it? It blocks the production of vitamin D in our skin. Okay. And that's why it's important if it's why it's important that I take vitamin D supplements and that I eat my salmon and I and I get it through the nutrition because obviously I'm I know too much to and it's yeah. certainly not worth the risk of skin cancer which again goes back to that 1 in 5 scary number that's that's you know almost guaranteed that one of us will have skin cancer if there were two more yeah. people in the room so mm-hmm. And and even I think, again, it goes back to that idea that it's not just about sun tanning in the summer, right? It actually is walking to the mailbox and back every day, cumulatively going to work and back and riding the, you know, the subway or driving. It's sure. that sun exposure every day that every single risk, day, right? it's not that little bit of cumulative exposure. Red. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, a blistering sunburn at the beach is not a good idea. And there are statistics to show that's going to definitely increase your risk of skin cancer. But it's that little bit of every single day exposure, 365 days a year, that's cumulative, which is exactly why most people don't experience skin cancer until much later in life. It takes 30 or 40 years for that cumulative damage to turn into skin cancer, which which is why everyone at age 70 starts to see skin cancer because it's taken a lifetime of what it's what's happening when you damage your cell is you have particularly at a young age your cells replicate right they replicate they turn over very quickly so if you damage your cell with a sunburn say and you're 8 years old that damaged cell is going to replicate another damaged cell and those two damaged cells will replicate two more damaged cells 
over the course of a lifetime, that happens and it turns into skin cancer. So what we want to happen is we want healthy cells to replicate healthy cells and let those two healthy cells replicate healthy cells. Have you noticed in 17 years that there has been an improvement just in the compliance and the understanding of the daily aspect? I am curious about that. Absolutely. Um, I think we created it. Yeah. Period. Full stop. I mean, you know, we've, Mm -hmm. we've made sunscreen cool. Never before was it a cool thing and only by inspiring. And, and, you know, we rarely talk about the scary cancer word. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's what's going to inspire people to change their behavior. And Mm -hmm. I, I would much rather during, for example, May Skin Cancer Awareness Month, I'd much rather deliver something hysterically funny that people want to spread around and and then everybody wears sunscreen. It's a simple message. You know, I have it on my my t-shirt, the iconic yeah. wear sunscreen t-shirt, which no kidding, I was walking through the Atlanta airport yesterday and someone stopped me and said, do you work for Supergoop? And, and, uh, I, I forgot I had it on and I was like, how'd you know that? And they were like, well, your shirt says wear sunscreen. They invented that. <laughs> and that makes me happy because it's like, if you can make people smile when you're thinking about SPF, we've, you know, it's half the battle. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday.